Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts WIN to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text WIN to 203203. That's W-I-N to 203203. I have, this is a dirty game, bro. And what I've always said is all is fair in love, war, and challenges. 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 Welcome to another edition of Love, War, Challenges. I am MTV Malik, and I'm joined by Becky, Vero, and Antonio, a.k.a. The Bananas Defender. So today, we discuss this episode's headlines. Cam and Day continue their war of words. Bear and Day continue their dominating elimination performance. Bear Hunter both shit on Georgia, and we finally hear what Gus's voice sound like. Also, Twitter turns on Carver, Jimmy uses racist terms, and something dumb comes out of Nelson's mouth. How you guys doing today? Doing pretty good. When does Nelson say a smart thing? Like, honestly, like, come on. Uh, I think I have a better chance of hitting Lotto 10 times before Nelson says something educated. What a fucking idiot. We're going to tear him up later on today. How, <laughs> how was your guys' week? It pretty was good. excellent. How's yours? Oh, shit. I've actually made a lot of money. This you also made tacos last night. Yeah, tacos, oh my God. coladas. Those tacos were so good. I was so drunk. Yes, Lucky. everyone who follows our Instagram knows how much fun you had. Yo, doing everything on Instagram is tough. Now I see why I don't even do that show my personal. Like I, I did basically the whole day, and I was just like, oh, let me make sure I tape this. But I did have a lot of fun yesterday, and those tacos were amazing. Malik? Let me just yeah. tell you that I had people coming into my DM saying you needed to go into the electric chair. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had that too. Yeah. They were, <laughs> like, they were what? like over here because they said you were like doing it on the, the IG. You shouldn't be doing it because you hit it and quit it with your wife real quick. And he's like, what? <laughs> it's been <laughs> eight minutes of her life. Three to four minutes. <laughs> yeah, don't let him lose that extra minute. But yeah, no, they, they, they went into my DMs and said, what are you letting him do? I'm like, I'm not letting Malik do anything. Malik's just doing what Malik does. I was just so glad my whole family follows that account. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was out. I'm like, why am I getting DMs about Malik on Instagram? Like, I really don't care. I'm like, I'm out living life right now and then i also I go, I go on the instagram story and i'm just watching just laughing i'm like oh my god I'm like, no, why I, am i watching i didn't even check none of that stuff uh yo that was just a normal day uh i'm sorry that some people can't get it like us we like to do it two to three times a day so that's all it is y'all lucky we didn't make a movie so hey <laughs> well you had enough time there's nothing wrong with oh. that oh Listen, listen, I had a whole day planned. We only had a couple of minutes before Walmart. If you don't get it on before Walmart, I don't want to live your life. Oh, <laughs> no, I need to kind of love like that. It's like, oh, we're going to Walmart? Everybody knows that I fucking hate Walmart. She knows I hate Walmart. So if she wants me to take her to Walmart, you know, she got to give her some cheeks. <laughs> oh my god and you staring at her booty while she's walking through walmart i was like oh god this one <laughs> man yo my shorty got cake and i want the whole world to know she got cake it's not even my birthday it's all that cake so enough about my awesome life of not being poor 
Let's get into today's episode. <laughs> I'm not for it either. <laughs> Let's get into this episode. So as we get into the episode, the UK alliance is reveling in their domination. Cam and Theo feel safe while Nani, Jen, and Gus are feeling down and out because the power in the show is continuing to dwindle. Every day, somebody from Team USA is getting knocked out. One of the cool parts about the opening is Wes was in the pool with D, trying to teach her how to swim while Turbo fucking supervises. I don't know why he didn't get into help, but that was really, really cool of Wes. Wes has always been a strong swimmer and puts D through the West Swim Clinic. And that's because D was in a drowning incident as a teen, and she pretty much stayed out of the deep end until now. So far, we haven't had any water challenges, but we all see that that's going to change today. Hey, guys, I have a question. Do you guys think that production, oh, the challenge gods told um, Dee they had a water challenge coming up, coming up knowing her past and having to prepare for, you know, what the, what the next challenge would be? Because I feel like it's really weird how the day before or week before they had a water challenge, you know, she's learning how to swim. That's a good point out. If the challenge gods did say something to her or Wes beforehand, I think we could only consider that cheating. If she got I mean, prior I information, I would consider that cheating. I but don't I, think that actually happened, but... I just don't agree because it's she's with a seasoned veteran. She's with Wes. Wes knows that there's going to be water challenges. No matter what happens, it's going to happen at one point. So might as well just get started because she openly states that she can't swim. So they always know there's at least going to be one. Yeah, but with especially with West, no, since he's a seasoned vet, he should be doing it week one. Because I remember Leroy, he was a bad swimmer. He's been he would practice day one, not halfway through the season. You know, that's why I just find it a little weird. Well, and you don't know how the editing is. This could have been week one. No, no but they said during the um, challenge itself, they said I learned how to swim yesterday, and I won my first swimming challenge. And mm-hmm. West is bragging how she learned how to swim not like recently. So like, it's weird. I don't know. Well, and then TJ made a comment saying that people were commenting that there was no water challenge yet. So, yeah, I think you're kind of right, because I think that Wes probably figured out that, like, hey, we haven't had a water challenge yet. So, in my experience, we probably have one coming up pretty soon. Yeah, it's just, just a weird question. I, I was like, as I'm watching the episode, I'm just realizing that's kind of weird how they're doing both this, you know, the same day, back-to-back days. Just It just came weird to me. No, absolutely. That's a very good observation. I think it really shows us how much you really hate Wes. You think you're cheating at everything. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the first things we get to experience is Bear. So the challengers always have time throughout the week to contact their family and loved ones. And Bear's contacted by his, uh, his at-home girlfriend, Ellie O'Donnell. Uh, she's on Instagram at Miss Ellie underscore O. And she is bad. Bear explains that things were on and off and that they were left up in the air when he came into the show. During the Skype conversation they were having, she asked Bear, how is he getting on? And is he all right? And then Georgia approaches the phone room. And this is going to be some something we definitely discuss later. But she overhears Ellie saying that she misses him. And is there anything that she should be worried about? So once Bear tells her that there's nothing for her to worry about, Georgia interrupts, and you can hear Ellie ask if that's Georgia, which, once again, we're going to get on later. So Bear hangs up, and Georgia fucking goes off. She calls him a liar. She blows up his whole spot to anybody who would listen, calls him a two-faced scumbag. He's not trustworthy, and said that he got to come out and face the music. You know, Bear don't really want, want no smoke. Bear decides to answer these accusations by claiming that Ellie is his cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, Georgia already know who she is. So let me ask you guys a question. Do you guys think that Georgia was out of line for being upset that Bear was just talking to his cousin? Don't you think it was an overreaction? Oh, no. Shut up. <laughs> his cousin. Cousin. Sorry, I just cousin. see Kara <laughs> screaming cousin over and over again. Oh, cousin. my God. I have PTSD from that. Oh, it was uh, the best. I love I be- bloodlines. All right, Becky, how much of an asshole is Bear at this point? Oh, he's such an asshole. That's what it is. I can't believe he thought he was going to get away with it. There, the, the door was wide open to this talking, like to this, to the room with the phone. I just don't understand how he didn't think anybody would actually say anything to her eventually. I don't, he just, he played it dumb. And he got caught. So what it is. Vero, what do you make of Bear's actions? Well, I don't know why he would do that with the door open and people having access to hear him and see 
whoever's on the screen. So I would say that he's pretty messy. Messy as fuck. Bananas, at this point, do you think Bear's a dirty, stinking rat? Clearly. I mean, what he's doing, it's fucked up. I don't like what he's doing. It's, but he's just so stupid. Like, why? Like, you, you, everyone knows, like, his background, especially the UK people, since, like, I think majority of them knew each other before coming onto the show. Why lie? Because everyone there probably knows, like, his past and stuff like that, like, what's going on in his life. So why even lie? It's, it's stupid. It was stupid. For him to even think that he was going to get away with it is completely beyond me. He needs to sort his fucking life out. Another thing I don't get, though, is like when you go onto the challenge and you have a girl back home or a guy back home and you hook up with Sonos on the show, like, do you not think they're not going to watch you on the show? Like, come on. Yeah. Everything done in the dark is going to come to light. So definitely dumb. Okay, so moving on to the daily challenge. This one is called Brain Freeze. And this is definitely going to be one of my favorite ones because it definitely looks tough. The challengers have to take turns sprinting 100 yards into the 59-degree ocean and then swim another 100 yards to retrieve large wooden puzzle blocks. After all the pieces are retrieved, they can build their 3D Tetris puzzle kind of thing. Uh, for some reason, Ash decides to psych himself up like he's from Dragon Ball Z and just starts yelling like a fucking maniac. No one's really excited. All of them just start hauling ass down, down into the water. <laughs> of course, Ash the Screamer is all the way in the back. Uh, it's really cute how, how nervous D is. And, you know, everybody's swimming, running back and forth. It looks absolutely brutal. Uh, the leaves are changing one after another. It looks crazy. Becky, what do you make of uh, today's daily challenge, Brain Freeze? Uh, so it was brutal. You could tell that they were all struggling, except for, you know, Theo, who's like a beanstalk and can apparently walk to uh, the puzzle pieces, unlike everybody else who has to desperately go against the currents and the waves to try and get to their puzzle pieces and not get hit by them, because apparently they were getting demolished by these pieces. Yeah, I definitely feel you. The uh, the ocean is a cruel mistress. Bananas, what do you make of it? I actually really liked it. I mean, it had a puzzle, which was which I didn't really mind for much. I like the swimming part. I like them the endurance part of them running. I mean, if they were able to, you know, like throw puzzle pieces at each other to distract one another, that would have been even better. But, I mean, overall, <laughs> I like it. I'm glad you like it. You had a very long streak of uh, hating the daily challenges. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, I'm just learning to deal with what I have left right now. So, I mean, my I put my standards really low for the rest of the season. Yeah, we're all waiting for that. That one looks intense. Vero, yeah. how did you like this challenge? I actually love these kinds of daily challenges just because they're kind of equalizers. Because everybody's running, everybody's everybody's grabbing the same, well, as far as I know, everyone's grabbing the same weight block, you know, then they have to do the puzzle at the end. So this one, you know, when people call everyone the flop or they're not so physical, like this is a good equalizer challenge. Yes, I think you're 100% right. Because man, woman, dog, child, this one's going to be brutal to everybody pretty much equally. And when it's all said and done, the puzzle is always the great equalizer. As you can see, nobody was done by the time all the puzzle pieces was connected. And when all the pieces are collected, that's really when it began. So I definitely loved it. I thought it was a great challenge. Good through and through. But not everyone can be winners. Dean West crushes it. And I think all of us was so proud of Dean because she didn't know how to swim. She was super nervous. She went in there. She kicked a whole lot of ass. And they ended up getting the win. They come in first, uh, you know, decisively. You know, it took a while before Nani and Turbo came in second. So very impressive of, of Wes and D. You know, they find themselves into another tribunal. Nani and Turbo comes in second. And it took a while before we got to third. But the queen of all puzzles, Carver, Maria, and Theo, comes in third. And that rounds out the tribunal. Very impressive tribunal, in my opinion. I think that they all deserve to be there. And they worked hard. So I'm very proud of all of them. And they deserve their spots. Yeah, I'm proud of D. You know I mean, just hearing what happened in the past and just her being able to overcome it. Uh, that's a really good story. Just, to, just you know, your first time going into it, winning it. It's a nice story to have. Absolutely, absolutely. Vera. I also want to know how Kara does the backward snake kind of thing. I mean, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, that, that looks hard as hell to do. I need to try it. Absolutely. I'll break a hip if I try and do that. <laughs> and I'll be dead if I try yeah, definitely love the challenge. Uh, one of my favorite moments, Carver is running back out into the ocean and Kyle is running back in with his piece and she flips him the bird 
he sticks out his leg to, to kick her. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was fucking hilarious because those two are just never going to be on the same page, like ever. What were some of y'all favorite moments? I got to say that that one was one of my favorites because honestly, they're like little kids to a degree. At this point, they're going to be, honestly, I, I think that her and Kyle, if they proceed to do challenges, are going to be just like Bananas and her now. So it's going to progress into a more just friendship with the, that they just like to burn the shit out of each other. So I, I honestly see that the progression in that right now, she's angry and, you know, women say nasty, mean things when they really don't like that person. I mean, she did the same thing to bananas. She was always talking shit. So I'm holding out hopes that it'll become more of that because sometimes it does get a little bit tiring to see them constantly bickering like old people. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. I think once it gets to the point where a lot of the hurt is behind them and they could just have a good-natured rivalry for the most part, I think we'll all be better off for it. Did you guys see the wave, like, almost killing Bear? Yes, God. It, that was it great. Felt like, it felt like righteous retribution, you know? Yeah, Like, so he just fun. had it coming. Like perfect timing and everything. Bad. It's what he deserves right <laughs> no, there. It's slammed. Facts. And am I, the, am I the only one annoyed with... um? Ashley's like war chant type of thing, the war cry. It's so annoying. No, you know, I, I'm kind of okay with it. He he has to amp himself up and it's it's kind of becoming his thing, you know, looking like a complete psychopath. So I dig it. Before the thing even starts? Yeah. Yeah, that's annoying. No, if, if you win, then yeah, do all do, do what you want, like what Turbo does. Turbo does, you know, that dance Turbo, Turbo can't do thing. anything wrong. Tur- everything Turbo does is amazing. Turbo can take a shit, and it would be fucking awesome. Uh, and we'll root for it and retweet. Turbo only does it when he wins. Ashley does it before every single challenge. Like, come on. Like, I love act, Turbo. Like, act like you've been there before. Come on. He hasn't. Yo, let that man breathe. Let that man breathe. He has done numerous episodes already. Come on. It's like he's, his... he's psyching himself up. Don't let him... Don't, don't take that away from the man. He needs to be able to psych himself up. Stop I being a dick. I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. If I had to go against Carver Maria... I would have to psych myself up, too. So when he can't have steroids in Africa, <laughs> he relies on screaming? <laughs> Yo. Is that what gets the blood pumping? Oh, I no. can't confirm nor deny anything about him and steroids. I know nothing. And unlike most people on Twitter, because I don't know enough about the situation, I'm not going to comment. Imagine that. Wow. Yeah. See, Twitter, yeah, Twitter, you can learn something from MTV Malik. Learn something. <laughs> Are you trying to say that I'm too into Twitter? Is that no, what no, you're what? trying to say? That I need a light? Fucking shoe fits. Rock that bitch. Are oh. they at least stilettos? Got him. <laughs> <laughs> there right. better be some hot blinging stilettos and I'll rock them bitches. All right. Let's move on to nominations. So as they walk into the room, we already kind of have a good idea on how this is going to go. Cora immediately goes for Kyle and Maddie. Ninety wants Hunter and Georgia for a burn vote, and Wesley D is going for Bear. The only way this is going to happen is Wes is going to need somebody from Team USA to turn on their partner, which he is counting on Nani and Turbo to do, which we all know is probably going to happen. So when we get to interrogations, Hunter and Georgia is born in first. They know that they're a burn vote, but Georgia wants assurances. Nani kind of half commits, kind of half doesn't, and kind of leaves it up in the air, which I thought was a real boss move. Is like, I'm going to use you guys as a burn vote, but you guys might still get fucked in the long run. So Kyle and Maddie comes in, and Kyle's the same arrogant asshole. Maddie is silent, and Corey excuses him pretty fast. But all of these interrogations always have one super good moment, and this comes in the form of Bear and Davon. Wes asks Bear, why does Bear think he is where he is? Bear wants to say it's peace and leave, but Wes wants everybody to respect the tribunal. He's pretty big on that these days. So Bear tells West, fuck your opinion, and that he's going to go after you day in and day out. <laughs> I mean, that has to be tiresome for saying that over and over again at the bottom, fucking pleading not to go in. So West makes his way down and attempts to force Bear out physically, grabs him, pushes him, and tries to get him out the room to no avail. Now, let me ask you guys this. Was Wes out of line for putting his hands on Bear? 
Yes. Uh, yeah. That whole situation reminded me why I have a love hate with Wes. He talks all this shit about other people and the entitlement and everything else, but then he starts yelling and pushing like a little bitch. And it's like, I forgot, like, you know, this whole season, I kind of forgot that I sometimes don't like Wes, but last night was just a total reminder. Wes is a little bitch sometimes. So I thought it was foul. There's no reason for any of that. You, dem- you demanding respect and pushing someone out the door. Yeah, he may have went over the line a little bit. I completely agree. I mean, Bear is there, you know, please, Casey. He, he's there to say what he has to say and leave. Like, whether Wes likes it or not, that's what Bear is going to freaking do. I mean, sorry to tell you. And Wes is just trying to trying to just, you know, act like a bigger man, trying to be little bear and say, you know what, no, like, you listen to me, this is my fucking show, but like, no, but like, it, it's, it, Wes is just trying to get into get into his head and just doing it in a stupid way, plain and simple. I think it's very Wes. I think that that's how he is. He likes to go out of his way to try and belittle the people that he doesn't like. It's not something he hasn't done in the past. So, I mean, I wasn't surprised. I really wasn't bothered by it because if pushing somebody out of the room is considered violent, oh Lord, with what they have let things go by for this season. Uh, so at this point, I, I mean, I just expect things to get heated in the tribunal and Bear has already been completely disrespectful to the ladies, to Wes. So I think he was just over it. I think he was also trying to get in his head and... Maybe it wasn't the smartest way, but it definitely, I think, worked because I think he definitely kind of backtracked or at least looked a little bit like what the fuck, because I don't think anybody's actually ever stepped to him that way where he matches the aggression. So I think he might have scared him a little bit. Yeah, I definitely I definitely see how how you could feel that way. I think that Bear would have punched Wes right in his fucking face. He would have been well within his right. Wes was doing too much. I understand where he was coming from but he did it in completely the wrong way. He actually is way too smart to even be pulling, you know, Bush League moves like that. At first, I was thinking, like, maybe he's just trying to get Bear to hit him and get in his head a little bit, but Wes initiated contact. If there was a fight, Wes is going home, too. Um, It was dumb on Wes's part, you know, for somebody who preaches about how intelligent he is and using his mind to win games, which we will see later on in this episode, Wes knows better, and Wes was out of line. Well, are we forgetting that Wes is also a dirty, stinky rat? <laughs> uh, come on. Uh, coming from a Bananas fan. <laughs> I bet he is. <laughs> Moving on to club night. One of the reasons I love life. Day and Bear, they're in the cut plotting. Bear is telling Day that he wants to put a big move, and he decides that he's going to call out Hunter. Davon makes another super giftable, super O-face. That's bound to get a whole bunch of retweets. Bear is saying that he wants to send a message that no one is safe. Now, in shocking fashion, Bear later admits that he is lying. And that this is all a bear trap to get Georgia back into his good graces. Um, During the night, he decides he wants to puff his chest out to Hunter. And Hunter takes the bear bait. He yells around that he's not scared of him. and He's going to take him out and yada, yada, yada. But sooner or later... He starts a battle with Bear, and they're going back and forth, yapping at each other. What do you guys think of Bear's move to get Georgia back into his good graces? It was sneaky. Do what you gotta do. At first, it was a stupid plan, but like, just seeing how it played out, Bear was like a genius. I mean, right? He made, he made Hunter like be an asshole. I mean, like, holy shit. Like, like, I knew Hunter was a piece of shit to begin with, but like, now everyone else knows he is. I was like, damn. But then you would think, though, like, why would Hunter repeat what he did last year, knowing when he said those things last year, he lost half a million dollars? Hunter takes the bait, and he decides to get into a war with Bear. They're going back and forth. They're in each other's faces. Bear's saying some wild shit. He's like, I'll take you out and then fuck your girl afterwards. That's what I do. All kinds of crazy shit. Um, Georgia appears, and she attempts to take Bear's side and tries to get Hunter to calm down. Uh, she decides calling him a dickhead is going to actually help with that. <laughs> so she calls Hunter a dickhead. He spazzes out on her. I think Hunter's feeling real tight that, that you know, she's choosing Bear over him, and that's his partner. And he's been, he's been burned by his partner before, so I kind of I see why he feels that way. After that, he gets tight. He claims that he's done with her. 
<laughs> yo, I can't even believe Hunter tells Georgia, yo, go suck his dick. Now, Georgia, is, is, she got tears in her eyes. She's super embarrassed. Cam has to come for her. Um, Wes tries to calm him down. I mean, it's it's, it's just fucking carnage. It, it's just a car wreck. I, I think that's what Theo said. Just a fucking car wreck. Um, but the stupid-ass plan that Bear put into action, how do you guys think it's paying off for him right now? She's a genius. How so? Like going into it, when Bear was going to call Hunter, I was like, this guy's an idiot. Hunter's like, he's bigger than him. Bear's going to get killed. But then when Hunter just comes down and turns into an idiot, Bear is like the smartest man alive right now because he's back on George's good side, which he wanted to do. And now he made Hunter look look like an idiot. But I don't know what's wrong with Hunter. Like, did he not learn from last year, last season? He said like similar things. And he lost half a million dollars. So you would think, you know, during the offseason, you're like, you know what? I got to, you know, learn how to calm myself down and not get to that level again. I, I don't know. So are you saying that Hunter is an aggressor in this? Yeah, easily. Because why would you react that way? Especially, like, I get, like, Bear is being annoying to him. Hunter is, is he's easily the bad guy in the situation because, like, yeah, Bear was annoying him, but... Why take your anger out on Georgia, not on Bear? You know, like I get it, especially because Georgia's your partner. Like you, she, you're, she's in a comfort. You try to be there for you, but like that's the number one reason why you don't want to go after her. You, you can take your anger out on Bear, and if Georgia gets involved, just let it die out because you want to be on the same page as your partner. I think. I think at this point, he's just feeling betrayed. But why? Because that's his partner. And Bear was trying to get on her his partner's good side again, which... But Bear is trying to get on Georgia's good side by making Hunter seem like the bad guy. And Hunter is her partner. So right now, she's choosing her boyfriend, her fucking British fuckstick, over the partner that she's there with to win the money with. Bear didn't know Hunter was going to say all that stuff. He just told Hunter, I'm going to call you out. I can beat you in elimination. Get ready know- to go in tomorrow. But knowing Hunter, he's bound to react that way. How is Bear supposed to know that? Was Bear on last I'm season? I'm watching last season. <laughs> but do you actually think Bear watched last season? Absolutely. Absolutely not. Do you see how he's behaving this season? This guy is reality TV gold, don't get me wrong, but he did not watch last season. Well, I think at this point, Bear is looking like a fucking genius. He enacted this, this crazy plan, and for all intents and purposes, that shit worked. It got Georgia right back into his arms. Vera, what do you think? What I'm wondering is why Hunter is not capitalizing on this opportunity to get an alliance out of it. Um, I know that he runs with Wes and they're trying to get him out. But if your partner has ties to him, they would hopefully protect you. So I don't know why he hasn't given that any thought up to this point. Because if Wes finds out he's working with Bear, Wes will go after Hunter right away. Yeah, but his partner, which, you know, you guys are a team, is talking with Bear. So why do you only get to protect certain teams? That, it's Hunter is playing Wes's game. Hunter is not playing his own game. Hunter is Wes's puppet. If Wes, if Wes tells Hunter to jump, Hunter will ask how high. Hunter, he doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't have any alliances this season besides Wes, and he's basically riding on Wes to get to the final. He's basically relying on Georgia and her UK alliance, and I think Bear just wanted to expose Hunter for the you know, the idiot that he is. I think you might be onto something there. Hunter doesn't have the political savvy to really pull out a lot of these moves or to even organize something like this. I think it works in Hunter's best interest to play Wes's game because Wes can get him into a final. And once he's into a final, Hunter has a real chance at winning. I mean, puzzles might slow him down, but physically, there's not a lot of people who's going to be able to match him. I mean, there's a couple guys from the UK side, but Hunter is a champion. Hunter has done this before. If Hunter gets into a final, there's a chance that Hunter can win it all. If that means he got to fucking suck Wes's dick until then, it's not the worst thing. Well, but uh, look, Hunter is smart in a way. He's the only member in TYB that was not potentially a father. <laughs> it's a fucking low blow, man. Do you think oh, I care? Oh, <laughs> fucked up. That's just dumb. Yeah, I, I see Nelson touch the nerve. We're going to touch on that a little bit later. But back to the club night. 
So after everybody gets back to the house, you know, everything's already a car wreck. The next morning comes and Hunter decides to pull Georgia upstairs so they can have a talk. Uh, he decides he wants to sit her down. I don't think Hunter wants to alienate his partner any more than he has already done. So he gives her a half-assed apology and he says that he doesn't apologize for the tough love. Uh, Georgia doesn't buy this. Georgia wants a sincere apology from him. And Hunter falls short. I mean, yeah, Hunter was 100% wrong from what happened in the club. And why try giving, like, why even give an apology if you don't mean it? Like, when he first sat her down, like, oh, okay, Hunter, you know, is being a man, he's going up to it. And then he says, well, you know, it was, I don't, something about, like, uh, he doesn't really apologize because of the tough love. Like, come on, like, don't go through all of this just to give it half, just a half-ass it, you know? And then to continue fighting, like, Again, that's honestly, I'm shocked that they didn't get thrown in, to be honest, because, you know, usually what happens in previous seasons, if you're the topic of the night, you're getting thrown in. Yeah, but this game is different. Yeah, it's very, very different. So moving down to the killing floor. Everybody starts lining up. We already know how this is going to go. D and West vote in Baron Day. Carver and Theo go after Colin Maddie. Turbo goes with Hunter and Georgia. But Nani switches up and goes with Bear. And Davon, at this point, she's flustered. She's over it. I know at this point, she got to be tired of getting thrown in constantly. And it's not because people don't like her or that she pissed off so many people or anything like that. It's mainly because her partner really just doesn't know how to shut the fuck up. So they all get down to the killing floor. Bear claims that all of these teams are easy for him. He's puffing out his chest. He gassing everybody up like he's going for Hunter. But... Judging by the move that he pulled on Hunter to get Georgia back in his in his corner, proves that he's no dummy. Bear decides to go after the lowest hanging fruit, and he votes in Jenna and Gus. And his rationale behind it was actually pretty good. He said, if you vote me in, I'm going to go after your closest allies. And we all know that Nani and Jenna are the two closest females in the house. And the highlight of the whole entire night, after everything was said and done, it all comes down to the one-liner by Gus, which was fucking amazing. You just punch your ticket home, you cousin-kissing motherfucker. <laughs> boom. <laughs> fucking boom. He doesn't say much. He hasn't made worth shit on this challenge, but that was a great fucking line. Yeah, ever since, you know, Josh declined the beef with him, he went with the bear. <laughs> yeah, he has something funny. Josh no more. How you gonna win Big Brother and come out here and just flop out? And Josh was all right. His partner, yeah. Whatever. So one of my most favorite moments is that TJ decides he's going to bring back one of the most badass eliminations of all time, pole wrestle. Probably one of my favorites outside of Hall Bro. Surprisingly, in round one, Gus hand slips, and he flopped. <laughs> round two, Devon gets the best of Jenna. Bear and Gus is up next, and Gus gets this round. Wes decides that he's going to tell Jenna to put his knee into Mama Day's neck. And just like what Spike Lee did to Reggie Miller against the Knicks, it riles her up. It puts a fucking fire into her. And even though she gets flipped over, they gets the win, and they send Jenna and Gus home. Now, I thought the whole entire elimination was pretty dope from beginning to end. What grade would you guys give this elimination? Hey, before we even do that, can we just talk about what Wes said real quick? Because, like, how is that okay? Just out of curiosity. Put, what, to put the knee in the neck? Yeah. Like, like this was a dirty game. All right, but you're in the stands. Like, come on. And Gus and Jenna aren't isn't really part of you know their alliance anyway. So why does it matter to him? Like, look, it's Team I, USA. No, they no, all work but, together. No, but no, no, no. Look, Wes hates Bear, not Davon. Wes is going after Bear. I get they're a team and what, but like, why go after Davon? Like, if it was against Bear, I would like you know what. They hate each other, rivals. Okay, I get it. But why Devon? Wes and Devon had no war. Because if you're not on my team, you're an enemy. Simple as that. But they had no, like, other rivals. Like, they had legit no conflict between the two of them. They, Wes, like, Jenna, try your best, you know, try to twist and try to do that, not put her name in her face. She's on the other side. She got to go down. Yeah, but Wes, Wes's main rival is Bear, not Devon. I get they're a team, but, like, there's a time and a place where you have to realize, all right, is now the right time to say this or not? Because, like, look, if I, I put money on it, if Bananas made that comment, people will go after him for it. 
Because Wes is more of a fan favorite, I, I guess. Apparently, no one's he saying he anything about it. He worked hard to be it. a hero these days. But listen, guys, listen, guys. All's fair in love, war, and challenges. No, so, I'm just, I'm just saying. If anyone else said it, they would get attacked for. It. If Bear said I, I, I that, I think you're right. If Banana said that shit. There'd be 900 retweets, talk about get him off the show and fucking petitions. But but Wes has worked very hard to become a fan favorite. Um, you know, his first couple of seasons, he was the villain because Bananas and J.E.K. said he was. He's worked hard for that. And you know what? Putting your, putting your knee into somebody's neck is part of pole wrestle. It's happened before. We've seen how Nisa and them get down. Yeah, We've seen how Emily and them get down. Usually... Their partner would say, not someone in the stands. He's been trying to get beer out for a while. Like he's been feeling at it. So why couldn't he say, why couldn't he tell Gus to do it? Because, because Jenna, they Jenna, Jenna is the Barbie beast. Jenna is the Barbie beast. It shouldn't have been this close. But three rounds they happened before that. Three rounds happened before that. Two of them had Gus and Bear in it. Why was Wes quiet during, the, during those two rounds? How do you know he was? Exactly. But, but, why, but why make the same comment more than once? He only really said it once. I think he was just screaming it over and over again so she could hear it over everybody else screaming. But the thing is, is do I agree that that comment was dirty? It's it's basically telling her to fight dirty, which is not cool. But it's not wrong. Because in truth, people will do everything to win. I know that I saw it on Bloodlines that they were fighting dirty. Anytime there's a pole wrestle, you're right, Malik, everybody fights dirty. Jenna is one of those people that will not fight dirty. She doesn't think about it. So Wes stepped in and was like, dude, go out of your character for one minute and put your foot on her neck because you need to win this shit. No, no, no. Listen, you are 100% right. Do you know what we call the people who don't fight dirty in pole wrestle? Losers. People fuck out of here. Losers. (laughs) People who've been eliminated. People who don't fight dirty d- during pole wrestle are going to lose. And no, you're right. It's, it's, uh, you're right. Jenna misses that killer instinct a lot of times. Even though she performs well, she performs well because she performs well. She doesn't do it after. Uh, she doesn't do it after, out of uh, maliciousness and anger. She just does what she does. And Wes is just trying to get her fired up because he really needs her to send Davon home. Okay, so Becky, how would you grade this uh, elimination today? Uh, I always like a good headbanger. It was great. I I loved seeing the the ferocity and really just the tenacity. So I give it a nine out of ten. I will give this one a ten out of ten. I was so excited to see something physical finally. Yeah, it was definitely a sight to see. Bananas, how did you feel about it? I give it a nine point five. Yeah, I definitely feel you. I see a lot of high scores. I'm going to go ahead and follow that trend. I'm going to give it a nine out of ten. I don't have a lot of complaints about it. So at this point, we'd like to do our Pinstripe Empire episode MVP brought to you by the Pinstripe Empire. You can't have an army without an empire. The Pinstripe Empire is a place where diversity of fans and supporters can come together to share their passion and express their ideas with Yankee fans across the globe. Make sure you visit those guys at PinstripeEmpireNY.com and follow them at Pinstripe Empire on Twitter. I'm going to go with the elimination winners this week, Baron Davon. I was so excited to see them win again because they keep getting thrown in. And I also really enjoyed all the drama that they brought this week. So they're my MVPs of the episode. So Becky, how about you? My MVP is going to go to D for overcoming her fears and kicking ass at this water challenge. It was epic. It was great. She got first place. I really see her pushing this through and I'm excited and super proud of her. For the males, I'm going to go ahead and go with, it's going to be controversial. I'm going to go with Wes because I think he was his quintessential self, you know, with him stepping up to bear in the tribunal room with him, you know, strategizing. And honestly, I see that he was probably well behind helping getting um, Georgia to see that bear was a piece of crap. And that he was using her. So I, I got to give it to Wes for continuing his backdoor planning and uh, kind of getting what he wants. I like it. Malik, how about you? Well, I would love to give it to Wes and D, but they keep trying to get Bear out and Bear keeps shitting on them. 
So for my Pinstripe Empire episode MVP, I got to give it to the elimination winners. I got to give it to Band Davon. Um, Davon really came through. She kicked a lot of ass. Jenna is no slouch. Jenna has never been easy to get out by anybody. And Bear, Bear is as resilient as a cockroach. They keep trying to get him out. He keeps coming back and surviving. He turned Georgia against Hunter. He made Hunter look like the bad guy. He had Wes looking stupid in the tribunal, got Wes back on his heels. And when it's all said and done, he's back in the game. And now they got the relic to go so nobody can touch him next episode. Bear is proving himself to not only be TV gold, but also a great competitor and somebody who I think is definitely underrated throughout this game. So my Pinstripe Empire episode MVP is going with Davon and Bear. Oh, also, Davon got those wonderful gifts, those crazy faces. There's a reason why she continuously gets uh, a lot of screen time and gets to commentate on a lot of stuff. She's w- definitely one of the better people brought on um, in recent memory on the challenge. And we're going to see plenty of her in the future. Can't wait. I think I'm going to have to agree with what Malika and Vero said. I have to go with Davon and Bear. I mean... You guys pretty much explained it perfectly and why they deserve it. So I'm not going to waste anyone else's time by repeating what you guys said. You guys said it perfectly. So Devon and Bear you. are I my... I think I'm perfect. Yeah. So <laughs> I, so Devon and Bear are also my Pinstripe Empire episode MVP. Moving on. It's time to break down the fifthmajorsport.com week eight power ranking provided by Tyler Louder. Make sure to give him a follow on Twitter at Daily Jorder and follow the fifth sport. This week's top five are number one, Wes and D. Number two, Nani and Turbo. Number three, Cara and Theo. Number four, Polly and Ninja. And we, number five, we have Day and Bear. So what do you guys think about the top five this week? So normally I love what these guys do over at the fifthmajorsport.com with their power rankings. I think this top five is another great showing by them. Um, I do agree with the top five a lot. The only thing I would switch out is number four and number five. At number four, we have Paulie and Ninja. And at number five, we have Day and Bear. I would move Paulie and Ninja down because they did get into the tribunal. And Day and Bear now have the relic and they won their elimination. So I think they should go up a spot. But besides that, I'm perfectly fine with the top three. I agree with that. I, I think everybody's perfectly placed. I think that, in my opinion, again, I go by overall what their uh, record's going to be, and I think they're all in the right spot. Day and Bear are great politically. I just don't think they're really putting fear in people. I mean, I love Jenna. She's Barbie beast. But to be honest, I'm not really surprised that they won. I, I'm in my mindset that everybody's in the right spot, I, in my opinion. And Antonio, what do you think? I I would have to agree with Malik. Um, I would switch Paulie and Ninja and Devon and Bear just because I feel like Paulie and Ninja d- didn't really do much this episode. Like, no fights, no nothing. And Devon and Bear won an elimination. So, I mean, and they're also safe for next episode. So, yeah, that's the only change I would make. And I agree with that. I also think, the same as Malik, that... Bear and they should be switched with Polly and Ninja just because they won the elimination and they had a lot of drama this episode. So I think that with those modifications, it'd be the perfect top five. After the top five, we have number six, Kyle and Maddie. Number seven, Cam and Ashley. Number eight, Hunter and Georgia. And number nine, we have our eliminated team, Jenna and Gus. Anyway, of course, the topic of, I'm guessing probably the next week, is going to be Day versus Kara. Looking at the episode, everybody saw that Kara was next to Georgia during the whole incident with the phone. Apparently, according to Devon, uh, Kara, seemingly excited and happy and rejoicing in the fact that this is happening, ran off to get Georgia as soon as she knew that this happened. And basically said this was going to be great. I'm really excited about it. So then pulled Georgia there and stayed to listen and, again, rejoice in the fact that Georgia was having her feelings hurt by this douchebag. Upon that, she basically stated that that's what happened, which Kara shot back at saying it was actually Wes who had informed her of this phone call being happening at this point. And then he said that someone should get Georgia. And Kara in her full girl power and I must help the girls who are 
you know, dating douche wagons. I need to go get her. So she goes and grabs her. And Georgia also co-signs that at the time when she was told, she didn't want to go alone. So she asked Cara to stay with her as she didn't want to hear this whole situation by herself. So I think that that was honorable on Cara's side. Of course, Devon wanted to shoot back uh, because her girl code card was about to be revoked for the fact that she seemingly was taking Bear's side, the fact that she shouldn't have been told, was saying that what Cara did was wrong because Cara did it in front of everybody. She should have been pulled aside and been told about it on the side. Like that works. We should ask Wes yeah. how that worked out for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck out of here. Listen, Cara has never lied to the people. She's always kept a gully and she's never lied to the people. Cara didn't do anything wrong. I mean, people love to point out how wrong she is all the time, but she really didn't do anything wrong. She was there for Georgia and she held it down. You know, Dave finds herself into a lot of beef and a lot of back and forth these days. And that's because that's exactly what she wants to be. She wants to be in the Twitter facts. It is. She wants to be there. That's why she perpetuated. I think she wants YouTube content. I think that's basically what she's looking for. But that's in my opinion. But in truth, I understand why people would say maybe you should have done it on the side, not with everybody watching, but... Who's going to believe anybody when they don't have receipts? Just well, like what well, happened with Wes. First off, fuck that whole on the side shit. You motherfuckers is on TV. It's all going to be played out. I agree. You mean on the side. Fuck out of here on the side. Nah, nah, it don't work like that. And, and Wes is the one who said, go get Georgia. So and why for is he slack for this? For a reason, he wanted Bear to get burned. Exactly. But why isn't he getting any hate for starting the whole thing, you know? Because he's not Carver Maria. Yeah, because it's Wes, exactly. Because it's Wes, and he's not Cara Maria. Anything mm-hmm. Cara Maria does is going to be turned on her. I know. I'm so, I'm so goes- over this toxic male thing where guys can do whatever the hell they want, and yet the females are the ones that are like, oh, it's your fault because you said something. Why is the messenger always the one getting shot? This exactly. is ridiculous. Cara didn't do anything. Yeah, it's just I'm over it. That's why. It but goes that- back- it goes back to what I said before. Wes is now a fan favorite, so no one's going to step up to him because, like, Cass is not going to go up to Wes because half the, right now, half of them are aligned with him and the other half already hate him and they're not going to get involved in, in the situation. And all the fans will like him because every, because all the fans hate bananas. So they're forced to like Wes. Well, and I don't why, even think and it's just that. They'll, they'll just side whatever what he says. Well, I don't think it's just that. Because they also sided with Kyle after he called her a slut. It's, it's just one of those situations where you look at it and you go, they don't like Kara. So they're going to like anybody who has anything negative to say about her. And if it's a guy, even better, because they just love her getting trashed. It's just it bothers me that this is a situation that seems to happen all the time where the males get away with murder and the females get crucified. It's uh, annoying. Not, not all males. Most of the males. Yeah, well, Johnny can't get away with shit these days. Got Listen. away with a lot before, so <laughs> I think it's kind of karmatic payback. <laughs> <laughs> you might be onto something there. But listen, Carver never lies to the people, and Day loves beef. Next. All right, so our next people entering into the Twitter beef drama was Amanda versus Jenna and Gus. So Satan decided to make an appearance <laughs> yeah, You again. know what? If this shit was Game of Thrones, it would be the Battle of the Flops. It is really the battle of the flops. Uh, So, I mean, Satan decided to chime in as her per usual uh, for her weak dragging tweets, just basically stating that Jenna and Gus were flops and that they are a waste of space. So funny coming from somebody who got sent home the week before them. So what does it say about you, Amanda? So... Gus basically took it in stride. I, I enjoyed his comment of saying that it must be hard to live with so much bitterness in your soul. And that basically that she needs to just plop down on her couch and eat some popcorn and watch it just like the rest of us. I liked his comment. He was funny. Well done, Gus. And of course, Jenna decided to like twist the knife and maybe dig it a little bit deeper into there by saying, it's funny that you call me a flop. When I sent you home twice, once by kicking you in the face and knocking you off a platform, and the second time by voting your dumb ass in. In the end, who's winning? It's not Amanda. Did you hear Amanda's comeback? 
What was it? Um, she tweeted out saying how, despite what Jenna did, Amanda beat her in a puzzle. Like, uh, of Sudoku. I'm like, are you kidding me? That's your comeback? Wow. Fucking weak sauce. Um, Jenna is 100% right. She voted her in and got her off. And before, she kicked her right off that platform and made her way back into the house. The fucking nerve of Amanda having anything to say. She's one in five in eliminations. She has never come close to a fucking final. Stop talking, Amanda, and just go disappear. Honestly, she's really a plague upon the earth, I feel, sometimes. This is just one of the rivalries where I'm like, just like, why can't it just, like, die already? Like, the whole... Like situation, like it's just so overplayed now. Like I get it, they hate each other, but like I don't want to be reminded every single night. It's like it's not even like interesting anymore. Like I don't even care. Like I I like Jenna to death, but like I, I just oh, it's just annoying seeing them go back and forth all the time. It's just no, one of the few ones that I just can't stand. I definitely agree with you a hundred percent. I think the reason why it persists season after season is because those two genuinely hate each other. They do not like each other. They do not get along. And the feelings between those two are very, very rare. I was going to say, Amanda's such a great competitor that they focus a lot on her competition. Obviously not. Sarcasm because uh, they have to focus on Jenna and the drama. (laughs) They have nothing else to focus on. You sounded really serious for a second there. I was like, wait, are you actually complimenting her? (laughs) I don't understand. How the fuck no. (laughs) Listen, Listen, the crazy thing about Amanda is, for the most part, I mean, I do not like Amanda. But I'm willing to concede that it's her playing the Amanda role for TV. I'm pretty sure as a, as a, as a regular person, she probably just like anybody else. But if you're going to play this role, your performance has to back it up. And her performance has been lacking. She got a big mouth and not enough victories. The most amount of victories she ever won was when, was when Zach was carrying her. So until she decides to start backing up her mouth with her performance, I'm not interested. What's up next? The Cara Nelson versus Johnny Bananas. Uh, Nelson's such Bananas a idiot. Everyone. Oh, well, you know, I think Cara was really just meaning it as fun. I heard that was going around. Now they were just like going at it for fun. Literally. Yeah. I didn't feel like it was very malicious. Yeah. So Cara was having fun on her Tuesday night, decided to shade her fellow goat, stating that TYB just seems to be taking all of his girls. First Natalie, (laughs) then Angela, and now Nani? And made a joke to Morgan asking if Hunter's looking good to her. So Johnny decided (laughs) to call her out on not being a good example of women's empowerment and that she needs to lead by example, to which he also tagged all the ladies involved in the conversation. So Johnny, um, She then responded with saying that leaving him is the ultimate female empowerment because the shade was not for the ladies. It was squarely meant for him and his baby banana. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you talking like that? She said it's so sultry. (laughs) I know. I'm deciding to enjoy the fact that I have to do Twitter drama, so I might as well. Make myself like sound a little bit. Pillow talk. Right? <laughs> I'm gonna, this is my announcer voice. This is what I used to do when I used to have to do. You uh, sound so sexual. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, that is my telephone voice. And yeah, your then, sex phone. God, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> this is my one eight hundred voice. Please send your dollars to me. <laughs> the tweet was really for Johnny Bananas and Johnny his little banana. <laughs> and his little banana. And his little banana. That's what you I sounded said, like. I said baby banana. So get you it right. You sounded fucking creeper as fuck. <laughs> what you sounded like. <laughs> Lord. You're not liking it. Should I change it? Should I not no, do no, my voice anymore? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if people like it and I'll change it and I'll use it all the time while I'm on the podcast. At least then oh they'll be able God. to decipher us. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I sound like... I'm about to do a sex line and you I sound know. like a normal human being. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, anyway. So afterwards, so then Nelson decided that he wanted to jump in on the fun, at which point he just said that that apparently bananas can't keep a woman. And of course, he can't go without mentioning baby bananas 
baby banana. <laughs> <laughs> to which you come back, which the comebacks were back and forth jabs from the both, asking how he tasted when he went after Angela, and started even lower blows from John mentioning Nelson, Nelson's alleged trips to Planned Parenthood with a girl that wasn't Angela. And of course, because of that mention, Nelson felt the need to bring up the fact that there are rumors that Johnny's episode for Game of Clones is not going to get shown due to allegations of sexual assault. So overall, these two, nothing different. I never expected it to be. Well, I felt that whole exchange was was trash. Johnny actually started it. He went he went really low with mentioning the Planned Parenthood. He should have never done that. And he's trash for that. But Nelson decides to take the even lower road and brings up that his episode of Game of Clones isn't being aired because of alleged sexual assault. Now, the thing about it is, when you said that, there's a lot of speculation. Nobody knows what actually happened. Nobody knows what context to put it in. And nobody knows what was said. And those kind of allegations can do more than just ruin uh, somebody's television show. As far as we know, MTV is probably doing an internal investigation and whatever they come with and whatever they come up with will result in any kind of um, fines or penalties or expulsions as needed. Um, Being for the fact that none of that stuff uh, ever came out, it's, it's hard to it's hard to deduce what actually happened. We just don't know where it goes. Uh, the fact that he put it out there in that context implies that it's very nefarious, but we just don't have enough information to make an intelligent decision on that. So this whole exchange to me has been trash. Well, so as, well, I'm not sure if you guys know this, but I work with kids. So I had to take um, a sexual harassment course this September, October. And sexual harassment is like a really big category. And you can get sexually harassed just by calling someone hot. So it could be to that extent, or it could be something worse. No one knows. But I I've just I have a feeling that it's, I'm not buying it because I'm not sure if you guys know. The person who released it, she was on Game of Clones. But do you know who she's, who she's friends with? We're talking oh about God, Danny, who? right? Yeah. She's, she's friends with Corey. Oh, yeah. that chick. Yeah, yeah, Danny. Okay. She's friends with she's friends with Corey. So like, like like if you think Paulie is such a fanboy, Danny's right there with him. Oh, I know. I've seen so, her on Twitter. So this chick is like friends with Corey, and Corey hates bananas. So maybe look, I don't know what happened. I haven't asked Johnny. I I don't want to ask because it's not my business. But who it could be an NBC contract where you know he's where he wasn't allowed to you know air it. it it could be a many things, but like just because like an enemy says something and only enemies are saying it and keeping it alive, I, I just finds it it's I'm just finding it more and more hard and harder to believe. Cause like it's weird. It's like what if like what if someone you hated said something bad about you? Would you believe it? No. So like that's like and many people don't know that. No, I definitely feel you. We just don't have enough information to make a informed decision. Yeah. And and Nelson put in something this serious out there without context, without receipts, without enough information, was just sloppy. He should have used a little bit better judgment besides just saying some wild and crazy shit like that without also, context. Yeah, it's also the first time Nelson did this. You realize that, right? Remember, I think it was a few months ago when Nelson and Corey both put up, like, banana picture of bananas, you know, doing whatever. Yeah, that did happen. So, like... Come on. I like, forgot about that. Like this Word. guy is just so stupid. Like, come on. Like, look, I get it. It's Twitter, and I get it. it's Nelson. He doesn't think before he speaks, but like, it's Twitter. So you have time to like, you know, tweet it out, and like, you have a minute to like, all right, is this okay or is this not okay? And if the first time, like, okay, you live and you learn. Second time, what are you doing? Especially if you have the background behind you, you have the fan base behind you, and you're going to get that in people's heads, like, at least be, like, sure before you say something like that, you know? I definitely, I definitely agree. I definitely agree with you. I'm really interested to see what the ladies think about this. Well, first of all, I want to know why they don't consider Team Youngbuck the sloppy second group. <laughs> oh, Jesus. They Team are. second banana. 
Yeah. <laughs> you bananas for your sloppy seconds. Like, if I was bananas, I'd be like, bitch, how do I taste? You know, because it's like everybody is sloppy seconds. Like, he instead, did. they made comments about the women just migrating over to TYB. And I'm like, okay, but they're sloppy seconds. Like, who cares that they left bananas? Like, all these dudes hook up with these girls after bananas did. So I want to know why that's not addressed. Thank you, bananas, for your sloppy seconds. Exactly. He did say, how does my banana taste? So, so did I. Oh, good. Because I would have said that right away. I'd have been like, bitch, how do I taste? Exactly. Because if it was in rep, if you if you were listening to what I was saying, it I, was, I know it's hard with this voice right now. But basically, he, she's, she, he made that comment to Nelson. Okay, so the next one is going to be Jemmy, who was exposed by our friend Julian for having a few too many tweets with a word that's not very appropriate for her to say. And Malik, as you being the only African-American on our uh, podcast, I feel like this is something that maybe you should address. Yeah, I, d- I definitely got something to say. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So, Jemmy, over the past couple of days, has been exposed and some tweets by Julian of her using the N-word, which is an atrocious word. Now, I always like Jemmy. All my interactions with her on social media, for the most part, has been largely positive. I know she's definitely on the wrong side of the Cara army, but I always refrain from going at her. One of the things I enjoyed about Jem is that I always consider her as an ally towards Black people. She always shared her affinity for black men and always seemed to be aware of the systemic injustices that plague our people. I was incorrect in that assessment. She is not an ally, and her previous tweets show that. It's always cool to hang with the black kids and talk how we talk, dress how we dress, but that's just costume to be taken off and put on whenever convenient or trendy. So what you know about that? In retrospect, it reminds me of Miley Cyrus, it's okay to twerk, it's okay to rock chains, it's okay to rock gold teeth and be woke on social media, but that doesn't put black people in positions of power. I don't believe Jem is a recruiter for the KKK or some crazy shit that I've seen out there, but that behavior is totally unacceptable. Words matter. Words count. Words can affirm white privilege. Words can affirm white power. And words can affirm white supremacy because they hold historic significance. So what you know about that? That word has solely been used by white people to oppress and marginalize the black community for hundreds of years, and you know this. Sounds like bullshit to you? It's hard to understand when you're on the other side. How can you understand? You've never been through it. When that word comes out the mouth of whites, it can immediately bring up feelings of nausea, anger, sadness, rage, and inferiority. So what you know about that? You think it's unfair that black people can use that word and you can't? Unfair? Really? The black community is impacted by that word. The black community has suffered under that word. And how we use that word is on us. Not you, colonizers. It's not your word anymore. We took it. It's ours. We have it. You can't have it back. Point blank, period. Now, I don't think Jem is a, is a terrible person. I do believe she made some mistakes while she was younger. And I don't want to rush and just try to crucify her for using the word in the past. Uh, Hopefully in the near future, we can have her address it. Hopefully we can get an apology. And hopefully we can see uh, better out of her than what we've seen in the past. And that's all I got to say about that. Well, honestly, I, I won't be surprised if Jemmy's like permanently off Twitter because, just because she's not the person to apologize. She shouldn't run from this. It happened. We've seen it. And like I said, as a black male, I'm not here to crucify her. Unfortunately, this is a mistake that's made by people and it should never be. So hopefully this could all be a teaching moment. Um, you know, if you're offended that you can't use that word, then you really need to reevaluate your privileges, and the things that you take for granted. I think very highly of Jem, and I don't expect her to go that route. Hopefully, we can see her face this 
and act accordingly. No, but like all seriousness, no. When was the last time you seen Jemmy um, actually not run away from a problem she started? Well, I'm really hoping we get to see better from her. Um, like I said, I always liked Jem and I always enjoyed Jem. And, you know, this is very disturbing. And actually, for the most part, I really feel, I really feel hurt and betrayed by our words. Because, granted, I don't stand up for Jemmy a lot, but I won't ever really attack her. And my inaction is my way of showing support. So, you know, she, she claims that, tends to act like she's an ally and she's here for us. This is not the time to run. Yeah, like everyone makes mistakes now and then. No one's no one's perfect. It's how you handle yourself after you make that mistake to find who you really are. She's going to deactivate again. <laughs> she oh, is. Man. It's going to happen. I want to be shocked. Only time will tell. All right, another great episode, guys. Thank you all for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Keep a lookout for us on Twitter and Instagram at LWC Podcast. Listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Also, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash lovewarchallenges. Don't forget, give us five stars, subscribe, review, rate us. We appreciate all the feedback. Have a good night, guys. Peace. Peace. Bye.